Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla and we're so happy to have you here with us. But before we jump into the word today, let's open up in prayer. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the beautiful weather that you blessed us with, Lord. We thank you for the creation that you made that we can enjoy, Lord. Mm -hmm. We thank you for this time in your presence, Lord. And we ask that you will satisfy our souls, Lord, and our spirits, Lord, that you would fill us up with your glory, with your wisdom, with your understanding and knowledge, Lord, and most importantly, your love, Lord, so that we're able to show it to others and that we're able to allow them an opportunity to experience the good things that we've experienced ourselves. So we thank you for those things in Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus' almighty amen. name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're excited to have you with us as we dive into the Word and continue our study in the book of Hebrews. We're in chapter 10, and we're still discussing verses 11 through 25. So, if you're joining us for the first time or rejoining us, I want to encourage you to take the opportunity to pause the episode and read that section of Scripture just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And now I'll say the floor is open, but we're going to do things a little differently because in the last episode, we left off with a little bit of a cliffhanger. So (laughs) I'm going to allow you to pick it up from where you left off and then we'll, we'll go from there. Okay. Um, so Le Charles in the previous episode, you shared with us how the Lord was ministering to you about having personal accountability. And then we, we talked about how sin basically has its, its entry into any human's life. It's not about God is not the one tempting anyone. And it's not about the adversary. Um, and then we were just talking about, um, James chapter one real quickly, um, verses 13 through, Actually, I'll just read down to verse 17. It says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So we were talking about this desire in and of itself is not bad. Christ had a desire to be restored to the glory that he had with the Father before the world was. He even prayed and asked for that. And when the tempter came, when the adversary came to tempt him in the wilderness after the Messiah had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit led him out there to be tested, not by God, but if there's no option, there's no choice, right? Absolutely. Just yes, like mommy. Adam and woman were able to be tested, there was another option. And uh, we were talking about also, it's really, will you serve God or will you serve yourself? And, right. And, and serving yourself Technically, you are serving the devil. Right. That's because God's it, perspective of it. You're either for God or you're not. Exactly. And whoever's name and moniker you stick in there as the other option, it's still not God. That's so it. it's wrong. But when it comes to desire, and desire in and of itself is not wrong because actually Christ had a promise. 
mm-hmm. from the Father, that he would be restored to his glory and that he would, you know, wouldn't be left in, in the pit. His soul wouldn't be left there after he took the payment and the penalty of sin for us and he completed his earthly task that he would actually be returned to his glory that he had willingly laid aside previously. So when the adversary came, he tempted him with just that to take care of himself and to get glory another way. So the same option was presented to the Messiah of, are you going to serve God or serve yourself? Are you going to stay on God's plan and path? Or are you going to try to find another way, which is serving yourself? So when we're talking about that, understand it's not a, a matter of, you know, it was right for Abraham to desire children. What was wrong was the way he tried to go about doing it with Hagar, achieving those children or receiving those children and listening to his wife's bad advice. That was wrong. But his desire to have children was not a problem. God gave it to him. So it's just a matter of understanding that when it comes to those being, um, having accountability towards God, keeping that in perspective, because most of the time we see it in, it must be bad. If I want something, it must be bad. Well, no, God gave you that desire. And then when you read verse 17 of James, it says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down with the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So that means when he puts the desire in you, he's also put a plan and a path for that desire to be fulfilled his way. He all got for Abraham, for example, he always intended to work in Sarah and to bring, bring her along bring her faith along until she got to the place and the time that she was ready and able to conceive. Um, You mentioned that in the previous episode as we were talking about how God brings us through points of maturity and he works us along till we get to the place that he says, okay, now you're ready for this. You've arrived, you're mature enough. It's time to change gears. And this is what we're working towards. So when God gives a desire, he also gives a pathway and a plan to get there. Mm -hmm. It's our business and our obligation and our joy and privilege and our safety to say, okay, if you gave me the desire, you also have a way to get there. Which again goes back to um, Hebrews chapter 10, that our faith and our confidence in him is well-placed. And we should not relent from our two-handed trust, right? Two-handed grasp and hold on him as the way, the truth, and the life to proceed and follow that pathway. But Charles, you had something that you were going to finish those thoughts. Oh, yes. Thank you, mommy. You're welcome, my love. Before we begin, I would like to ask Layla, if you don't mind, if you um, can read 1 Kings 22, verses 12 through 23. Thank you. Sure. I'd be most happy to. And we're starting from verse 12, right? Yes. Okay. And all the prophets prophesied so, saying, Go up to Ramoth Gilead and prosper, for the Lord will deliver it into the king's hand. Then the messenger who had gone to call Micaiah spoke to him, saying, Now listen. The words of the prophets with one accord encouraged the king. Please let your word be like the word of one of them and speak encouragement. And Micaiah said, as the Lord lives, whatever the Lord says to me, that I will speak. Then he came to the king and the king said to him, Micaiah, shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead or shall we refrain? And he answered him, go and prosper for the Lord will deliver it into the hand of the king. So the king said to him, How many times shall I make you swear that you tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? Then he said, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let each return to his house in peace. 
And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell you he would not prophesy good concerning me but evil? Then Micaiah said, Therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by, on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who will persuade Ahab to go up that he may fall at Ramoth Gilead? So one spoke in this manner and another spoke in that manner. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. The Lord said to him, In what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And the Lord said, You shall persuade him and also prevail. Go out and do so. Therefore, look, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets of yours, and the Lord has declared disaster against you. Yes, thank you, Layla. You're welcome. What we see here, and um, I left off talking in the last episode about how not always is it the devil... Um, Causing people to do something, causing them to go and act. Like, mommy, mm-hmm. you gave the example of laying out breadcrumbs. Not always <laughs> is that Not always is that what's occurring. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's the people, they're just drawn away because they want to. Um, and I love the example of right here because it demonstrates what the difference was. We see here that one said, I'm going to be a lying spirit in the mouth of his prophets. Meaning that um, I don't necessarily think the Lord, the Lord did not want him to go and lie. Let me no, make that clear. No, so let, absolutely. Let's let's talk about this. Absolutely, yes. We, when you read the Word of God, there are times where people, because they don't have another way to articulate it, say the Lord did such and such and such. Mm-hmm. But God has always held us accountable for knowing His character and nature. The story of Job is a great exactly. point to see that played out. Perfect the, example. Ad, the adversary came to ask for opportunity to destroy job and you see that whole scenario that you can read but job's friends came and it sounded like they said noble things concerning the lord right what they really said was the lord did this and And even job confessed that and so when you you know this by looking at the end of the book of job where god said they did not speak what's right concerning me and also he said in and throughout he said in all these things job did not charge god mm-hmm. with wrongdoing right and then his job's wife said curse god and die which was what the adversary was trying to get job mm-hmm. to do the entire time yes. so now when it comes to us human beings I, I believe i said this the only open door that the adversary has in any adult human's life is the door that they open for him themselves so the ahab yes in that example he is the one who called for the lying prophets. Yes. So he positioned himself to want to be deceived because he knew the difference between the prophets of God and the prophets of Baal or other lying prophets. Uh-huh. And he intentionally called for the lying prophets because he wanted to hear a lie. Jehoshaphat is the one who said, um, Is there not a prophet of the Lord um, here? Can we, call? <laughs> uh, can, can we get Jesus on this? Can we get God to come in here? Like, where, where's the real, the, the living God? We're his prophets. So Jehoshaphat immediately recognized, "Uh uh-uh, this ain't the Lord. That ain't it. And he called for God and the spirit of truth to come into the situation. Ahab was perfectly willing and wanted to be deceived. So because Ahab desired deception, God was obligated to oblige him. Yes. Obligated. Just like when Job opened the door for the adversary through fear, God was obligated to allow what Job was positioning himself to be accustomed to. Now, they're on two different sides. Ahab loved to hear a lie, which we see reference to those kind of people in the New Testament. 
right? Yes. They are lovers of lies rather than the truth. Mm -hmm. They have reprobate minds. Everything Ahab did was reprobate, just about, right? And God had to come to him more than one time and go, hey, you are wicked and you better turn things around. But yet he chose not to. And he insisted and insisted and consisted on, on entertaining wicked spirits through these lying prophets. Uh, That was about the only thing he was consistent in. Hey, so God did not do anything. God is obligated to allow what we allow because he gave us dominion and authority in that regard. And free will. So like concerning our life. And so Ahab had aligned himself with the devil continuously. So to say God did something wrong is a flat out lie. And it's a lie from the pit of hell. He had no wrongdoing there. And so the way the prophet articulated it, like, okay, God's going to let you have what you want is basically what he was saying. Because why do you call in a party of liars to tell you lies repeatedly? And think you're going to get the truth out of it. And then go, what? <laughs> go, you know, clutching pearls, grasping your clothes and shocked and surprised that what lies come out of their mouth. These folks were already dabbling with demonic spirits because that's who was their father. Prophets of Baal are what? Devil worshippers. Okay. And so all of the like is who he surrounded himself with. Okay. So I know I got a little bit zesty on that. A little, <laughs> a little bit fire. Oh, but it was but. also Asher, right? Because his, of his wife as well. It was, it was both. Anything but exactly. God. Exactly. They would put a rock up and worship it. Anything but God. A pile of dirt. Anything but hear the truth of God's word. So then, again, we saw in James, hmm, when each man is tempted, <laughs> right? No one can say that yes, they are tempted mommy. by God with evil. Mm-hmm. So that's the truth. And so whenever you see things in the scripture and it looks like, man, that's a contradiction. You take the the foundational principle truth of what God said about himself and the Holy Spirit's like, this is how God works. And then you take that and then you read the word and go, okay, wait a second. Ahab, why would you call liars in if you hope to hear the truth? No, okay. You open the door for the adversary. Yes. Because, and just like when every time that the children of Israel were carried off to captivity, and read Jeremiah carefully. He says, your sin did this. Exactly. And I'm going to let you have what your sin has heaped up for you. That's the Kamisha summarization and translation. But look for those things rather than going, mm, you see what God did? Ooh, he is harsh. Ooh, look at that. Nope. You're just like Job's friends if that's your mindset. And even Job, like I said, he that was, I'll say it became his confession. It was a misunderstanding. Right, and he says that mm-hmm. in the beginning, should we not accept blessings from the Lord, but also receive this? So even Job, if you just read what's written, didn't fully understand the Lord's nature and character and attributes, which is why he confessed at the end. He said, "Hey, I was spoken what I didn't Sorry. understand." <laughs> Sorry, Lord, but right? Yes. But then going back to what what you were talking about, or what we have been talking about, and even especially about accountability, but also about the desires of your heart right? They're not bad things in and of themselves, but there is, and we have to hold ourselves accountable to this, a process in how we are to go about receiving them. Mm-hmm. They have to come from the Lord. Now, I'll just yeah. read these three verses from Psalm 37, verses three through five, right? Sorry, sorry, LeCharles. We'll be back to you in just a second. Absolutely. <laughs> Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Amen. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Glory to God. Okay. So mm-hmm. whether 
whether it was Jesus desiring on in, in his time on the earth, desiring the glory that he had with mm-hmm. the heavenly father before the foundation of the world, mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. we can go all the way back to Abraham, his desire was for a child. Mm-hmm. David's desire was to be a king. Exactly. All these things, right? Mm-hmm. They weren't, they were good things. They weren't bad in and of themselves. But the process of how to go about receiving it, the Lord had already put a plan in place for all those things, even with Abraham. Mm-hmm. Yes, it took, if you will, 13 years from the time he told them, you're going to have this. Like he'd already committed the word to him. Uh, that's before Ishmael showed up, that, right? well, well, yes, he committed that word before Ishmael. But then you see the, if you will, I'll say the fault, where... Again, it came from his wife, but it was still a, it wasn't the Lord's plan. Mm-hmm. And it reaped a whole lot of, uh, I'll say, pain in his life as mm-hmm. a result, or Abraham and Sarah, both their lives. And amongst, I can only imagine amongst their community, the mm-hmm. people, there, even their slaves, right? Mm-hmm. They, their slaves that they considered and treated as friends. It was, it, mm-hmm. Right. It, there was a lot there. Mm-hmm. Instead of just following the Lord's plan, where David, again, as I love that you brought that example up, honey, honey, because he could have said, okay, I've been anointed to be king, and I have the opportunity to eliminate Saul. And it was told by his own his own people who are with him, hey, the Lord's given him into your hand. And he said, nope, nope, I'm going to follow the Lord's plan in this. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's the one that established him, right? Amen. Yes. So, and, and a I'll just use those two as examples because you see the difference, that, which is going to exactly what is being discussed here in Psalm 37, right? Commit your way to the Lord, trust also Him, and He will bring it to pass. Amen. The Lord knows the desires of your heart. He has a plan for them already. He, he knows what your desires are before you knew they were a desire. He put them there for a reason. Exactly. Because He to fulfill them, and He planned to fulfill it His way. But okay. follow Him. Hey, amen to that. His plan fully. Glory to God. Okay. <laughs> Let Charles come on. <laughs> and you're back. <laughs> okay. And then so what we see here, then we know inside of Proverbs, I can't find it right now, where it says he who digs a pit will fall into and he who rolls a stone will have a roll back on him. Mm-hmm. And what we also see here, and this is how the Lord reminded me of it. Um, are we talking about Hebrews or are we in Kings still? This is talking about Hebrews understanding that okay. what's causing us to waver is not always the adversary messing with people. And the Lord reminded me of, I like history, and, he, and it was Napoleon. He said, never interrupt your enemy in the midst of making a mistake. Mm-hmm. He didn't need to go and mess you up because you were doing it yourself. Amen. And that's how the Lord reminded me of it. Most times what we see inside of our own lives, and as you said with Ahab, Mommy, that he already wanted to receive lies. He knew these people were liars and we're not going to tell them the truth. And as such, oh, did you find the scripture? Yes, Charles. that's Proverbs 26, 27. Thank you. You're welcome. And how, as you brought up with Ahab, Mommy, that he wanted to receive the lies and he had no expectation other than lies, but he wanted to receive the truth from God. If you look at that truly, he knew Micaiah when he was lying. He didn't, he didn't mind it when all those other people were lying to him. But as soon as Micaiah started to lie, he said, uh-uh, you better tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. And what we also see here is that as we're going through our life, we can't always be blaming somebody else or something else for our mistakes and our failures. 
there's been times when the Lord told me to do something and I didn't do it or I didn't do it properly. And mm-hmm. it was up to me to do so. The devil didn't come in and stop me from working. He didn't suddenly <laughs> tie my hands and start making me play. No, he didn't do any of that. <laughs> Amen. Don't blame the devil. He wasn't involved. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so and once we understand that it's ultimately up to us. And as you said, Dan, even in the example of David with Bathsheba, he could have stopped. He didn't have to do anything. But he decided to because that's what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Well, in the in James chapter one, there's an imper- important word that I want to bring up to you, and that's um, back in verse fourteen. It says, um, "But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed." So that word enticed is like you know when you're fishing, right? And the fish can be swimming around that that bait and dancing around it and nibble a little bit, a little bit. But there comes a point if he opens his mouth wide enough and takes enough bait into his mouth and closes it that the hook is set. Mm. Mm-hmm. That word entice, the way it's used there, it's like the hook is set. It all the diet. Oh, that worm looks so good on there. I'd love to eat it. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna nibble a little bit. I'm just gonna taste a little bit. And then at some point, they go. They are so open to getting their own desire, their own way, that they ignore the trap that's set for them, and they take the bait. The hook is set. And once the hook is set, now there's an, another progression. When desire has conceived, the hook is set. It gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. And the adversary is just over there rubbing his hands. Mm-mm. Look at that dummy. They took the bait. Well, all, it's only given the a example you just used, he's, he's yanking up on that pole to, to get that hook in, in, reeling that thing in. Reeling you in. Quickly. Be- before you know it, you're out of the water, flopping around, gasping, looking around, what's the sky? What's that wind? Oh, no. And then getting filleted. The skillet's over there. <laughs> the fire's already roaring. <laughs> so God tells us, you rule over sin. You avoid it, right? The devil has no opportunity in our life that we don't give him. Because he cannot touch, he cannot touch us, especially those who belong to Christ Jesus. He cannot touch us when we are under the blood of Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. unless you come out. He, the Lord said it this way: "You, I hold you in the palm of my hand. You're in my hand, and no one snatches you out. But it does not mean that you cannot climb down out of His hand." Yes, because yes, that's so, a choice. That you is have your to choice. Choose to remain. I remember when the Lord explained it to me that like that. I was like, oh, oh, "You mean?" You mean I'm going to be out there if I choose to get out of your hand? Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. If you climb out of the hand of God, out of the hand of God, mm-hmm. you remain. Because he's not going to try to grab you like a, a, a slick pig and hold on to you or a flopping fish to try to make sure you stay safe because you are fully aware and know who he is, what he requires, and that the adversary is out there as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So you choose not to be devoured. You choose to remain under under the blood of Christ Jesus, the impenetrable blood of Christ Jesus. If yes. you want to be saved, I choose life. Amen. You choose life. You choose life. We choose life together, and we can high five. Absolutely. <laughs> but at the end of the day, at the judgment, I have to hold myself accountable. Or I, and I'll say it this way: I will be held accountable for the choices and actions I made, mm-hmm. not the ones you made uh, on my life, not not us together. Well, me, I'll say, you gotta, me, myself, and I, by mm-hmm. myself. We're not going to be standing side by side. What did exactly. y'all do? Mm-mm. Nope. 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 So holding ourselves accountable and also remembering, Lord knows your desires. Mm-hmm. And he already has a plan in place 
because ultimately he's he's the one that put the desires in you Amen. and has a, has a way to bring it about. But we have to remain in him, in step, trusting him mm-hmm. for those things to come to pass. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. 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 All right, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we just thank you for this morning, Lord, and we thank you for the understanding that you've given us, Lord. We thank you for the joy that's in our hearts and the strength and the encouragement that we found in you and in your word, Lord. We ask that you'll continue to guide us, Lord, that you'll continue to teach us, Lord, and open the opportunity for us to share your love with others, Lord, and be able to minister and be ambassadors on your behalf, Lord, that you're able to trust us and we're able to go on missions in your name. We thank you for your faithfulness, Lord, and we thank you for your loving kindness. And we just thank you for all the good things that you've blessed us with. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.